Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Adam Levine's Super Bowl moment has finally arrived. Jesse Smollett speaks out on his attack. A Real Housewives crossover feud plus some Grammys buzz. All that and more on Meet the Hollywood Press for February 3rd, 2019. I'm Alina Vision and now your host of Meet the Hollywood Press, Joseph Kapsch. Happy Sunday Fun Day, everybody, or I should say happy Janis Jackson Appreciation Day. <laughs> hashtag I'm with Cap Day. Hashtag what else do we have going on? What am I missing? Happy Bowl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever it may be, whether you're celebrating the Super Bowl or not celebrating it, um, happy, happy Sunday. Mm-hmm. Alina, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Glad Welcome to be back. back. <laughs> yeah. As always. I feel like I, I get separation. You're like my security blanket. Uh. Even today, I was like, where's Alina? Where's Alina? Where's Alina? <laughs> Right here. There's no place else I'd rather be on a Sunday. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so let's get started because we have with me, first I'm going to gush a little bit because not only someone that I can call a friend, but my the best in the bit. I am going to call you the best in oh, the music music journalism. <laughs> we have Shirley Halperin, the executive editor of Music at Variety, who also previously served news director at Billboard, mm-hmm. um, the top editor for music at Hollywood Reporter, where we met. That's right. So um, we also shared Jersey roots, so we uh, kind of quickly bonded over there. We used to host an idol after show, but um, this is literally the first time I got her on the show since we've launched. Thank you for doing this, because I know you're on Super Bowl duty right after mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. So welcome, Shirley Happen, to the Meet the Hollywood Press Thank table. Thank you, Joseph. And I welcome back also one of my favorites, Bianca Della Garza, Thanks, entertainment and lifestyle host. Formerly of um, Bianca, late night. Yes. Emmy nominated. <laughs> I always <Yeah>. like to <laughs> say that. <laughs> and you're launching your own channel, like lifestyle and entertainment channel, yeah. Beauty Planet Beauty. Am I allowed to say this? Yeah, no, you I can hope say so. It. Actually, I haven't said it before, so we can say Planet it. Beauty. Beauty Planet. Beauty Planet. Beauty Planet. Beauty Planet. NBC Universal. Why don't you tell them a little bit about it really quickly? Oh, really quickly. I'm super excited about it. I'm super excited to be here with you, Shirley. Perfect Thank day you. if we're talking music. Like, you are the bomb with all that and some scoops that we're going to break here. But I'll tell you more about Beauty Planet in a nutshell. It's beauty-focused programming. I've found it in my own beauty line. We're going to rewrite the narrative in beauty, and we're in 12 million homes in the U.S. launching soon, based right here in Los Angeles. So we're going to have a live studio audience, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay, let's jump in, because I want to get these ladies on their way, and you off to your Super Bowl soiree, (laughs) and me just um, home. (laughs) Okay, so basically, Shirley, this is such a perfect day, because Adam Levine, obviously, um, you had done the cover story when this first, um, when he first was, uh, it was announced that he was going to do the Super Bowl, and the controversy was swirling around it. Now, just this week, 
he spoke, and we're going to run some tape in a couple, in just about two seconds. He spoke with E.T. It was his only sit-down because basically the NFL decided to not do the annual press conference where all um, journalists, which I thought was very telling in the interview because when they asked him, why did you choose to just do this one interview, he said, you have to ask the NFL that. So just run, we're going to run some tape right now, and then we're going to come back and talk about this. Well, just a little. What went into your decision to play the Super Bowl halftime show? You know, I think that when you look back on every single Super Bowl halftime show, mm-hmm. people just can't. It, it's it's this like insatiable urge to to hate a little bit. Um, I'm not in the right profession if I can't handle a little bit of controversy. Um, it's what it is. We expected it. We like to move on from it, and like I said earlier, speak through the music. The music. Did you talk to anybody before you made the decision? Maybe. <laughs> I, I, I did. I spoke to many people. I, most importantly, though, when I silenced all the noise, listened to myself, and made my decision based upon how I felt about it all. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why'd you guys cancel this press conference if the nfl canceled the press conference you'll have to speak with them has this changed the way you go about this performance okay coming back in from that um so what surprised you most when you sat down to talk about this now just on the eve of 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 his performance um well i guess that he was so willing to answer whatever kevin threw at him which yes. i think is is really great and says a lot about um how uh, confident he is dealing with the press. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was interesting. I thought it was interesting that he um, that he revealed that the NFL were the ones that canceled the press conference because yeah. I think when it was originally canceled, a lot of people thought, oh, they, they can't take the heat. They don't want to be there. Even yeah. Prince did a press conference. You yeah. know? So they got like a little bit of extra criticism for that. So it was good that he sort of, you know, laid it all on the line. Yeah. Um, does make me wonder what the NFL was thinking, but <laughs> yeah. that's what we all think all the time. All the what time. is the NFL thinking? So from um, from from a standpoint of of this this halftime show feels like it's been a long window from like when we found out just because of the different turns that it took with where it was like he was going to perform the song Girls Like You which Cardi appears on and it was like was Cardi going to do it was she not going to do it she came out with actually a statement saying like I passed up money a big amount and she's claiming that she was with Cap now was that always the narrative from from the get go that it was like I'm standing with Cap or does this narrative just emerge now it's a little tricky because the Maroon 5 wasn't actually announced until a couple weeks ago Okay, so even the three, four months ago when we were talking about the Super Bowl, it still wasn't official that they were performing. So everything yes. was sort of conjecture yes. at that point. Um, you know, we heard through sources that Cardi B was offered the performance um, and turned it down. 
There may have been money, you know, that she wanted. It's a free performance. That, yes. That's the thing about the Super Bowl is, like, you don't get paid mm-hmm. to do the halftime show, um, which I think was very smart how they handled that by bringing in <laughs> Travis Scott and, and then, you know, uh, giving money to these charities. So, yes, it has been a long slog yes, that's what it feels <laughs> to get like. to this part. It's like this huge window. Yeah, Leon, but the yeah. last couple of weeks I feel like have really ramped up because it was, like, finally officially announced. Bianca, what was your feeling when you first, um, you know, with with all of the controversy that was swirling around, who was going to play the Super Bowl given the the protests and everything? What was your first reaction? So I even want to take it a step backward because I've covered Super Bowls. I've covered that big dog and pony show the NFL does with the press conference and and what the Super Bowl is, which it always has been, is sort of this spectacle. And it's about two teams taking the field. It's it's raw. It's aggression. And then you have in the middle the halftime show, which is this, you know, exposure for the band, whoever it is, to millions of people worldwide so it's it's hard to pass up but I look at this and I remember the year after 9-11 when I was sitting there and you two took the stage and it was an epic performance because everyone who died in 9-11 their names were flashed there and it was a moment where people were solidified Mm -hmm. I am very saddened by all this because I think we're getting into dangerous territory because now we're looking at celebrities and everyone's weighing in and there's all this vitriol and I'm saying to myself you know isn't this supposed to be about compassion and, and how we don't want social injustice we want to love one another maybe Maroon 5 can do something today that supports Colin and can support the bigger platform because they have the views. So I think it was it was going to be bad if they turned it down, bad if they accepted it. There was no winning for any of them. I just wish we could take today and say, listen, there's millions of people around a television set. How do we get people united around music, united around love to do something bigger and not stoop to this whole, like, why did you do it? Why didn't you do it? And, and Akon came out in favor of, you know, some of the heat that, you know, Travis was getting and saying, you know, there is money going to charity. So I think at the end of the day, no one's perfect in any of this, but at the end of the day, what we really want to do, if we want to affect change, it's not so much by celebrities pointing the finger saying, you shouldn't have done this, you shouldn't have that. All it does is give the media a field day. Alina, were you surprised about the um, the, the swift backlash against Travis Scott, or do you feel that that was um, warranted? I actually wasn't that surprised. Yeah. Um, especially from anyone who's, you know, with the I stand with cap. Yeah. Um, like we even saw Ava DuVernay today yeah. tweet out about that. And I think we do actually have, that have yeah, yeah, we I do have a tweet. Um so she says, I will not be a spectator, viewer, or supporter of the Super Bowl today in protest of the NFL's racist treatment of Kaepernick and its ongoing disregard for the health plus well being of all the pl- its players. To watch the game is to compromise my beliefs. It's not worth it. Hashtag I'm with Cap. So I wasn't I wasn't surprised when people yeah. were, you know, like, oh, let's cancel Travis Scott, because there is a lot of people, especially in the black community, who have seen what's been happening to NFL players and the whole take the knee, and especially Colin Kaepernick not being allowed back in the NFL. Yeah. Um, and there were other artists who supposedly were offered the job and turned it down. Yes. And so I think that there is this whole you know, dichotomy of like, well, we need to stick together so that people get the point across. And I do see what you're saying, Bianca. Like, well, I, how do we move forward? I mean, every right, year we're going to say whoever performs at the ha- Super Bowl halftime is 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 racist. Is it? We can't, no, I don't you think know, it's, it's like, like I don't think it's, it's people like were saying healing. that the band is racist. Like, I don't. I didn't expect for them to not turn it down. Yeah. Um, because they can't put themselves, you know, in a black man's shoes, shoes for the most yes. part. I don't think that they prescribe to you know the whole they can't kneel. And I'm really interested to see what they do do today because I do think there will be something in the performance that will speak to the larger picture of all of this. Well, surely he alluded alluded to that in the Entertainment Tonight without giving to what he said. I'm going to let 
the music play exactly. and I'm not going to give yeah. too much away do you think we're expected I mean to me Beyonce really made a real yeah. political statement in her um, Super Bowl performance so she still did the Super Bowl but still made a statement about what she wanted right. to make a statement about do you expect something grand like this from him yeah I do okay. yeah. I, I think they have to, to do something okay. so it's just a question of you know how uh, smart and sensitive and, and savvy they can be yeah. to, to make that moment one that doesn't get you know, mocked or mm-hmm. criticized, yeah. or or get uh, an accusation of uh, cultural appropriation. Yes, like all of those things are very, very tricky territory. And the fact that it's in Atlanta, you know, puts even more of an emphasis on on black culture. I think, and yes. you know, they're going to have to to navigate this. It's going to be tough. So, in terms of with uh, Big Boy and Travis Scott. Through your sources, what what why did it end up being them? Was there a lot of people that they had just knowing what you know um, through this process that they went to even before that they finally yes. got there? Was. There were a okay. lot of people that they went to. There were a lot of people that turned them down. But um, they're all all three are managed by the same, same. people. Okay, so okay, got it. you know it really is. I think more like that. Like know? that. Okay, yeah. got it. Got it. <laughs> now there's there's buzz I was seeing online, which I think will be the most horrible thing to do to the Super Bowl, but is it that Travis Scott might actually propose to Kylie Jenner? Is there any... Well, oh, that, wow. was the, that was the funniest oh. meme of oh, this Lord. week. <laughs> Whoever thought of it is brilliant. <laughs> because it was like, oh, will it be a Chris Chris Jenner... Uh, will it be a Chris Jenner uh, Super Bowl? Because Travis exactly. could take a knee and propose to Kylie, <laughs> which would be an amazing way to deflect all of this well, stuff. And she's posting pictures, baby number two question, then she's saying, no, I'm not pregnant, you know, so it is this sort of... On the scale of how colossally is... bad that would be next to the Pepsi commercial, where do we where do we put that? Oh, I just think it's like, take so much away from, because that's going to become then, oh, like, yeah. that, that's that the, the story. Yes. I don't think he'll but do that. But that's what Chris Jenner wants. You I know? hope that that's, that doesn't oh, happen, because too. I, I want to see that Maroon 5 ends up winning over a lot of the naysayers with some kind of really touching expression about all of this. And it's all playing out right now. I mean, remains to be seen, but they can, I well, think. Well, also, the Girls mm-hmm. Like You video, which, in case any of our viewers don't know, had appearances by some, like, really, um, like, A-list women mm-hmm. all through, and, and it was basically like an homage to, like, the Me Too movement and what's going on. Yeah, or or women about, empowerment. Well, every woman had her back to Adam Levine's back, and it was supposed to symbolize that, you know, we have your back. Yes. And he personally called all of those women himself to do the video to do the video yeah so it wasn't some like you know bs casting kind of thing yes they really were invested in the message of that song wow okay so any final thoughts um like before we move on from from the the, from the super bowl yeah go rams (laughs) (laughs) I'm like I'm a Patriots fan. Uh, I love Tom Brady, so I know. Maybe we should move on. That's a whole other episode. I'm sitting in Los Angeles, but I'm faithful. We only have 25 more minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Go Rams is right. Okay, so moving on from um, that to Jesse Smollett, um, for viewers who may not have caught the story, he was attacked in Chicago this week. Um, by two men, and it was it's being um, treated as an um, possible uh, hate crime. possible hate crime, and w- in which he told police in his report that they screamed, "This is magna country," homophobic uh, slurs, racial slurs, 
And now he has sent, obviously, the outpouring of support was swift and across uh, social media and all, all over the news. But there's been, um, I guess, what had seemed like the Chicago police started doing um, a lot of out, like their own reporting on Twitter, like about like the different legs of the story. And now um, J- uh, Jesse pr- um, appeared for the first time, which you were at the performance last night at the Troubadour last night, um, coming out for the first time publicly. He got clear from his doctor to cut any. And his message, which I want to run the tape, he cleared up some, I guess, misconceptions. He's mm-hmm. taken because he's got issues sort of with the media and the way that stuff's been reported. So let's take a look and then come back. Oh, sure. So um, basically, um, at the concert, which was like, I think, a 400, how, about, yeah. about 400. Yeah, pretty intimate. Lee Daniels was there. Um, Wilson Cruz was there. Wilson Cruz. Jesse's family and his mother was there. Is um, the manager that, and his manager too, that was the one? Yes. I didn't see his manager, but I assumed that he was there. Um, yeah, it was a really emotional show. You know, I think the way that they did it was really smart. If I could just sort of explain. Yeah, please yeah. tell us. Yeah. So they had his brothers and sisters come out all sort of stand on the stage and Uh read this prepared letter um, that was about, you know, how Jesse had always been a fighter ever since he was a little kid and, you know, and and addressing some of the media reports and stuff, but I thought it was just very well written and well well spoken. Um, And then they brought him out and then he made a statement about, you know, I mean, he said, like, I can't let those motherfuckers win. And, yeah. Uh, you know, he later said that he, he fought back. But it was, again, just another sort of, like, a uh, declaration of him being a person of love. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think we were all sort of horrified by the event because it's it's just horrible. But it's also the fact that it took place in Chicago. Yes. Um, you know, in, in what would seem like a metropolitan, cosmopolitan place. or I don't know. Like the whole thing is just there's so much to wrap your head around. But I thought he just he addressed it. Yeah. He did it right at the front. You know, and then he put on an amazing, amazing show. show. And then he came back to it a little bit later because he saw Wilson Cruz in the audience and he said, you know, I want to shout out Wilson Cruz because he's the first person I remember seeing on TV who looked like me. Like me. You know, who was like me. So it was really emotional and super sold out. There was an insane line outside. There was West Hollywood police uh, presence. Like, yeah. you know, it was a big, big deal. That's what I said. It was on high alert. I'm so glad he did it. I mean, I'm sure it was incredible being in that room. But that was a smart decision, yeah. Uh, because the fact that this happened and then there was any type of questioning about his story is, is terrible. Um, I hope yeah. Chicago police do take it as serious as they say they will and go after you know and try to find these suspects who did this you know terrible crime. I think he had to show his face. I think at the end of the day, um, we have to remember that this you know this star who has been outspoken for gay gay rights, mm-hmm. um, anti-Trump. You know, there's a very real s- a sign here that he probably you know there were people there who knew he was filming and knew he was they probably knew all of this so the fact that he even had to deal with this didn't happen when they have video of him walking into his apartment with a noose on his neck is, is disgraceful um but i think that seeing him last night and it lets people know i'm not letting i'm not hiding right i'm a star i have a platform people love and support me right. and you're going to either you know believe this crime happened whether you think it's so distasteful let's not close our eyes to what is happening in the world homophobic yeah. racist people and i think it was you know a really great sign that he you know he did speak out it was say I'm, I'm the gay Tupac yes which is so hilarious that was, you know? yeah. I mean, that was funny too. Just, it know, definitely lightened up towards the end of the show good, but, but yeah. it was very heavy at the beginning um do, do we have the tape on to roll 
They were not broken. <laughs> I went to the doctor immediately. Frank Gatson drove me. I was not hospitalized. Both my doctors in LA and Chicago cleared me to perform, but said to take care, obviously. And above all, I fought the back. Okay. Yeah. So it, those were the points, but that he, because I guess it was reported immediately, and I'm pretty um, sure before like the major news networks and uh, publications got a hold of it, it was broke. It was about the broke ribs, which mm-hmm. was clearly from like sources, right? Mm-hmm. Police sources or um, informants, quote unquote. So that's what's interesting to me is like we've had this like past two weeks where it's been kind of um, dicey in the media for like the BuzzFeed story with Trump and then and then. This is really confusing me a little and confounding me a little bit because, like, even NBC News, um, two days ago, the latest update was that NBC News is claiming, and then it had quotes from the Chicago police, that he doesn't want to turn over his cell phone. So I'm, I'm trying to... What is your feelings on that, if, that, if that's actually true? Why would... Because wouldn't the telephone records and mm-hmm. cell phone prove the whole count where he was talking to the manager? Well, we don't know who's advising him. We don't know what legal counsel's saying. I okay. mean, we don't really know. I think a lot of the things in this we're dealing with, you know, uh, probably unnamed sources, you know, and, and what, whoever NBC's dealing with. But, I mean, maybe he's being advised to wait so they can look at things. I yeah. Think that, you know, I think they are cooperating with the That's police. what I'm saying. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. We, so, we spoke to the manager, uh, Brandon Moore, on, like, Thursday, and he said that he was cooperating. That's what I, and that's what, but, like, so are you, but the way you, you spoke earlier about it, were you feeling that there was um, a certain bias in, Listen, the, in, in some of the reporting that Chicago you were reading? Chicago was the first to cover the story, probably. Okay. Chicago with crime, and it's sad what what's happening. Uh, I have family in yeah. Chicago. I mean, they have more homicides than New York and Los Angeles combined, yeah. okay, in a year. So, I mean, it, it's a, it's not a, a good sign for them to have this happen. So I think initially, the way I think it was, it was like, oh, let's really make sure this happened. It's like, yeah, it, it probably did happen, because this guy, you see him, and he's not, you know, this is, this is like I said, with the video of the noose around his neck. I think that, you know, when you're dealing with, you know, it, it wasn't a national story right away, so maybe it was a little bit of like, oh, how do we deal with this? Yes. And you know when you're dealing with, you know, Local police are very careful on how they're going to on how their thing. Yeah, yeah it's funny because it. it, it's feel controversial. Like... It's it's a huge Hollywood star yeah. in their backyard, and they're not they're not Hollywood. You know, they're not really used to this type of you know the media spotlight where you're going to come in and variety, and everyone's going to say we want real answers here. But now I think everything's going to be everything's going to have the the spotlight on it, and the truth will come out. And that's why I think last night was so important for him to come out and say this is my story. I'm telling it. I've always been honest. Which I well, which I don't doubt in the least. I just think it's interesting how. Um, people are reading the stories because sometimes when like police departments release statements they're very just matter of fact so I feel like you can read into that as a as a consumer or just a viewer that you're feeling like it's just like no they're just stating like two suspects have not been these are and I think that that's where it's getting lost in translation it's not like the cops are accusing that something didn't happen they're just stating fact by fact as they're Investigating, right, right. and they probably have more facts, but they're still looking for the suspects. Exactly, yeah. so exactly. they can't just let it out to the public. Because the one yeah. thing I can speak to is like not a lot of the celebrities we talk about. It, we can't always speak to like hands-on experience, but I will say with Jesse, I put him when I was uh, executive editor of the Rap. He was on one of the cover stars for our like fall TV issue. So he literally spent like the whole day at the studio with us, and I also got to interview him myself. So like mm-hmm. two times, couldn't be a more genuine, authentic like. Yeah. Pleasant yeah. guy, very vocal, like you said, for uh, rights and, and diversity in Hollywood and everything. But that's what I fear why it 
could be an orchestrated. Yeah, attack. Like I worry that, that he was targeted because his he's got a, he's very vocal politically on social media, and that's well, frightening. S- someone me. even mentioned how cold it was that night in Chicago. Who's standing outside two a.m. Yeah. just randomly going to attack somebody? That's what so I mean, if like, it went down and it, you know if people they they would knew who they wanted. I'm glad yeah. that he came out, performed, and said what he said, and um, and I just I want to send our best to him because. Um, it's like, it, yeah, it was shocking to a lot of us. I yeah. think just like the That's day right. that I actually yeah. read it and you're, this, the details of it, the bleach to this, you yeah. were just like, oh my God, this like, is... Like, who does that? Who Seriously. Does it? it was awful. Yeah. So, well, and, I, and, I, and I caution people to just continue to let the story and the investigation play out because there's always like that quick rush to judgment one way or the other. Um, so anyway, moving on from that, <laughs> we've got a little lighter fare, which I think is really hysterical. <laughs> so Real Housewives... First of all, um, I just want to say, Jenny McCarthy, do you guys listen to her regularly? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. she, to me, is really fast becoming like the female Howard Stern, in my view. She has a unique ability right now to get them to spill the things that they're not spilling. If you actually follow her serious um, radio show... It's incredible. So for anyone who watches Real Housewives, Nene Leakes is on Atlanta. And Lisa Vanderpump, who obviously owns Sir and Pump here, is on the Beverly Hills version. And I guess there was an episode. Nene was recently on Andy Cohen's Watch What Happens. And they asked her some call-in question or something about, who's the one housewife you would love to just go toe-to-toe with? She, in that interview, accidentally said Lisa Rinna, but she said the wrong last name, but she meant Vanderpump, and she was saying, there's a story, there's a story. So a couple days later, she goes on Jenny McCarthy, and you got to, let's run this tape, and we'll come back. On Santa Monica Boulevard, right? Yep. That bar. So at the time, Greg and I were living up in Doheny Estates. We had our house up there, and I was working on Glee and New Normal. And I can't, we ride down that West Hollywood area where all the gay bars are. And I have a large gay fan base. And I kept thinking, it would be so cool if I had a bar right in here somewhere. And that space was empty and kind of raggedy looking and torn down. And the Abbey is like right there, right? Yep. And I said, this is a cool spot because I could get some of the business from the Abbey. I have a large gay fan base. So I said, who could I call and ask? Is this a good area? Because I'm not so sure. So I called Lisa Vanderbilt. Ask her about this whole area. She said, oh, darling, darling, it's, it's a piece of crap, and they're charging so much for it, darling. And I was like, oh, I love it. I think it's a great space, and I knew to call you because I knew you have a restaurant. Do you know she talked me off of it and then went and got it? Oh, my God, Nene. <laughs> yes. Okay, come she back did. That's from so that. Jenny did coax it out of her very well. She though. did. I watched the lead. She really did. She, she, even, she even has sunglasses on. <laughs> yeah, she, no, she wears I'm so sunglasses. That, that's her thing. No, it's not even just that. Like some of her interviews are fast. They're like epic. Like she's my guilty pleasure now. Like I'm always checking out her sides. She gets good stuff. Yeah, that was that was good. There's yeah. something I think unarming when you're not on. Like they're taping it, but right. you're, you're doing radio. It's similar to the shows that we do here. Like you're more comfortable because you're just not. You feel like it's like a podcast. Mm. You know, she's. Getting good stuff. So now this is turned into Lisa Vanderpump. Then responds within <laughs> like the day. Lisa Vanderpump is very like when she sends messages out, they're not like direct, but she's like having dinner with my f- priest, basically. So that's like her response to it so far. She hasn't directly responded, but Nene Leaks. Let me tell you something. She ain't gonna let that go now. She's been public with it because she said to her which we didn't watch. She's like, I need her right here. I want she goes, I'll address this, but she's gonna be here when we address it. Wow. Right. But Jenny still got it out of her. What, I mean it. but I think in this town we know ideas get stolen. We know, yeah. you know, scripts and I have an idea yeah. and then someone I mean 
Very possible this happened. It's so interesting, though, to think about this. It's like, uh, at the end of the day, that, that we know when you drive by pump, it's yeah. so iconic to that's Lisa's place. But when you hear this, it's like, hmm, mm, okay. Did Haven't there been dirty? Like 12 yeah. business yeah. 12 businesses yeah. there. Yeah, there have been a lot. She's the only yeah. one that has been there, that's been, managed to make that success. Yeah. It's been like and a coffee. That, that like corner has been really, cursed. Yeah. 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 It, it's a curse. It was like a coffee lounge. It was lounge. a coffee place. It was, it was terrible. There was it was an internet All these weird things yeah. in that space that failed. They opened six months, a year, yeah, gone. She's the only one that's managed to make but it But actually, work. it was Nini's vision. If you yeah. know, like that's, it's that's, almost that's, so crazy it's to me. It's crazy. Especially because it's just a phone call, so it's literally going to come down to her word against so yeah. It's not going to go anywhere from that. But I will say this. In following The Real Housewives, I have not known Nini Leaks to ever talk like shit and lie like when she comes forward with something it's true it's true she's always had receipts so Mm -hmm. um but do you find it do you watch Beverly Hills of course you do okay good so do you think (laughs) they're piling they're right they're gonna pile on Lisa Vanderpump this season so isn't that what they do they sort of like (laughs) they they target one person and that whole season is builds up to to, the drama with that one person but in real life it's spilled over because Andy Cohen um, if you saw the news had that epic baby Baby shower and it was only Lisa Vanderpump missing Bethany Frankel and like one other one of the OGs that were not there and they caught Kyle Richards like a day later and said how come she wasn't there and Kyle Richards threw total shade and was like yeah at this point I think I have to pay money to ha- get her time well wow. yeah total shade that day of Andy's baby shower she was in Vegas and posted something about it, her restaurant that she's opening in Vegas so as far as Lisa concerned she's all business and she knows that she's got this platform and she's opening restaurant after restaurant and just going to the bank with it I think but I love Lisa Vanderpump like she's been my favorite but like it does get a little ridiculous that like no one believes that like when you're an entrepreneur she couldn't reschedule her trip like she had to be in Vegas working on her thing I mean but doesn't it make you realize that she's all about business she's like no I'm gonna be at the restaurant I'm gonna open my thing and maybe if this if we believe what you know was told on Jenny McCarthy's show maybe even way back then she was as shrewd as a fox yeah do you think they're maybe setting up because I don't know I don't know how smart sometimes like Bravo or these networks are but could they just be setting up like a they've talked a lot about like a crossover edition finally of like like an all star yeah like oh, where, they, where they put all women from like a all cage the, match no basically like <laughs> <laughs> it essentially would be that yeah. but no putting them all in some like vacation put spot for like six yeah. you know for like a month I think that that would I'd be the, watch it. the best I'd thing watch ever. It. I would oh my god! Put them in like it. the Hamptons for like like the All Stars in the Hamptons for four weeks and tape that crap. That would be yes. through the roof. Yeah. Who wouldn't watch that? That's a Real Housewives. Teresa, Nini, Nini yeah. Lisa. I mean, that'd be. I, I feel like they could be setting something up like that. There's more to it because it just idea. seems so weird yeah. that all of a sudden she came out of the blue with this now. Like, why? It is a little interesting. Well, it might have been, too, because she said Lisa Rinna, and she was like, no, I really want to, you know, it could have been organic in that way, but a crossover would be really interesting. Okay, so for the last part of the show, because we have Shirley here, and I don't know when I'll get you back. You have to come back, Shirley. I want to talk a little bit of just in general, like right now, the Grammys are upon us. I don't want to talk predictions and all that, because like... Oh, good, because I... Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad. Because it's just like, let them take care of that online somewhere. Yeah. Or the Gold Derby. Doesn't Gold Derby do the odds on that? Yeah, let Gold Derby take care of that. I want to just talk more about, like, we're in this... um, We've been talking about this ongoing in our show with all the other award shows, that we feel that award shows are at a crossroads and just where they're 
we're in this streaming, this broader platform universe, and every year you hear about like the Oscars, like how are they going to maintain the younger viewers? How are they going to bring in? How they, you know, about nominating. Do you feel the Grammys um, feel that same kind of pressure? Definitely, you do. Yeah, okay. because it's it's still a TV show, and it's a it's a CBS yeah. show, and CBS has a much older demo. Yeah, so it, I think it's even more challenging to bring the age down, um, just because of that. Yeah, but. Um, Look, all of these award shows have had controversies, whether it's Oscar So White or yeah. uh, Grammy So Male. So Male, last year. yeah, and which, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the balance of diversity and feeling like uh, you're including, you know, different genres and different people, yes. and it is something that I think is uh, weighs pretty heavily on the producers, you know. Yeah, but they don't always make the right decisions. That's no. that said. You know, there's a lot of pressure, I think, and there's a lot of relationships. We were talking about yes. three bands at the Super Bowl being managed by the same person. <laughs> you yes. know, there's a lot of relationships that come into play when it comes to the Grammys, and they sometimes really mess up the, the show. Like, yeah. last year, you um, two performed twice, remember? Yes, I do remember And they, that. like, weren't even nominated. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> Uh, Shaggy and Sting got a really big look. Yeah, which was like, why? What? You know, <laughs> and um, and then only one woman came on to accept an award during the telecast. It was Lord. it was more than three hours. No, it was uh, Alessia Kerr. Oh. Lord wasn't allowed to perform, even though she was up for Album of the Year, and every other nominee in that category got to perform. So yeah, why wasn't she allowed? Because they they wouldn't offer it to oh, her, okay, you know. Okay. They were yeah. like, "You could be part of a medley," and she's like, "No, I want to perform, perform my song perform. like all Good these other her. nominees." So yeah, I mean, there were some really really bad decisions made last year that I think you know they're still sort of um, you know coming out of, and yeah. we'll see what they do this year. So far, the acts that they've announced make it seem much more like the Billboard Awards or the American Music Awards. Like, yes. it doesn't feel as special or as A-listy. Yes. But, but, you know, we still have a week. We have a week Yeah, let's left. see what happens. Um, what did you think of the choice of Alicia Keys uh, as I love host? it. I, I think, think that's a great. good call. Yeah, I think yeah. it's great. And I think it's a move in the right direction. I think, look, it comes down to leadership. And if you're going to have producers and people, that I think the Grammys has a, a chance to reinvent themselves with the person who's been running for 17 years is going to come down after this show. So yes. I think they can appoint someone new and fresh, maybe more um, new guard. And I think yeah. with the right leadership, I think they really can reclaim themselves as being, you know, more sexy and A-list and 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 more balanced and more diverse and inclusive. So yeah. I think that there's this, you know, it's an interesting part in the industry, though, because it's like you want to have, niche wants to be mainstream. Right. You know, you want to find the up-and-coming people, but you always want to pay homage to, like, the people who are going to get you in the seats and bring you that wow factor. So it's not an easy show to produce, but I think, um, you know, this year they're doing the best they can with Alicia Keys. I'm really excited for the Dolly Parton, um, the, what they're going to do with her. Loves her. I love Dolly Parton. I mean, it's yeah. just like from my childhood, I remember her being so interesting and quirky and always yeah. just a type of woman who didn't care that she was different and she had the big boobs and she one of her famous quotes was like it takes a lot of makeup to make someone look this cheap you know and she just <laughs> she was so playful and hilarious yeah. and just such an iconic thing i think the more moments they can make in the grammys like that 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 will bridge the gap of generations that's when you're going to bring the rating success that's where you're going to have the buzz leading up to it i can't believe they did this how they did this yeah. so uh, it, it's just going to take some more creativity and a, and a lot more massaging the format there to really yeah. get people to reinvigorate I oh, do think that oh, this ahead. is a tra- transitional time for the Grammys. Yeah. Because, like you said, Neil Portnow 
Um, he's going to be stepping down in July. Yeah. Ken Ehrlich, who has been producing the forever. telecast forever, you know, he might not uh, continue with it or, you know, have to sort of loosen the reins a little bit. So, yeah. Maybe this, they should consult with you and some other journalists to say, hey, right? what would you be interested in? And get the feedback. You've been covering the music industry for so long. Well, I mean, why not? You. Thank you, Bianca. No, it's true. <laughs> I, will How take, sure? I will take that. No, why not? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute. Do you think um, the way that the Oscars um, Academy, where we saw very publicly and in the trade reporting about when they needed to kind of start to invite younger more diverse mm-hmm. is the academy the it's academy that votes is academy. it much more diverse already or did they have to it spend is, time but they also fixing? they also need to uh bring in younger, younger chapter members yes um it needs to be more diverse there are very few women in the technical categories like yes. mixing engineering i think it's like one percent yeah like it's wow. really really bad Oof. so there's a lot of work to be done and i think no one would disagree that the next person who heads the Recording Academy should be a woman. Yeah, and, seriously. And if it's not, there's going to be problems. We can say that about a lot of positions in the world. <laughs> like president. <laughs> there you go. Now, what do you think of those medleys, Alina? Because you're a music gal. You like music and your husband produces. So it's like, what do you think of when they put like the old, like the, like, I shouldn't say old. Like, right. The uh, iconic acts with like the younger acts. I think it depends on which act yes. it is. And going back to the point of the Grammys and, you know, making it a little bit younger, I think they have an easier time than other award shows because yeah. of the fact that music is a little bit younger and hipper and they do bring in those acts. Um, but, yeah, as far as the medallies go, they have to – if it's all young people, fine. But I, I, I'd i rather see a younger person perform their songs. Me too. That's, like, I'm here for the hits. I agree. <laughs> I'm here for I like now. That. Do, okay, I, I want to ask a random, like, um, trivial question. <laughs> do you believe in this best new artist curse at the Grammys, though? Completely. You do, right? Oh, yeah. Because where's India <laughs> Oh. <laughs> you like, said wh- Where is she? <laughs> I know. It's no, the I mean, death. if you actually yeah. go yeah. through, they're not all of them. There's yeah. some exceptions. Yes, so very few. There's something yeah. to be said about it. Yeah, I would not want that 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 title. Well, actually, and that that category is an interesting one because, like, I know we're not doing predictions, but it would be so hard to predict. There's yes. so many. Like uh, Dua Lipa and BB Rexa mm-hmm. yes. and Chloe and Hallie and her, like right. everyone seems to cancel out Marco yes. Price and Luke Combs. Like, yes. like I, I would have a really, really hard time. But hard I time. hope Dua doesn't get it or Biba does, <laughs> yeah. BB doesn't get it. Yeah. So that they have long careers, long careers. and can do exactly. lots I of interviews that. with us. <laughs> so funny. <coughs> Excuse me. But there's always that one who thinks I can break the curse. Yeah, it wouldn't be me. You the, know? There are. I feel like there was one that really did do well. Christina Aguilera might be. It might have been. This is one we should pull it up on the computer. <laughs> I'm looking right. it up. Anyway. Thanks, Alina. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so, okay, so, yeah. so oh, but is it better well, to have won one Grammy or never had a Grammy in your life? I don't think these awards matter at all <laughs> in <laughs> any way, shape, or form. I think it's just to say Grammy winning artist. On yeah, the next I mean, the, the one cool thing about the Grammys, and I, I guess it's the Oscars too, is that they're voted on by your peers, yes. you know, by people who are actually working musicians, you know, and I, I think there's something cool about that as opposed to like some Hollywood Foreign Press Association or some. <laughs> you mean like 90 true. wacky that's people true. that are like. Yeah. Yeah, hey, like, you know, let's throw this where party it's like, well, who made, you, who made you God, you know? <laughs> All right, we actually, there's a 
couple of people. Yeah, Sam who? Smith. Sam Smith, okay. Um, okay. Right. Chance the Rapper. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Alyssa Cara, yeah. Yeah, so she won yeah, last year, and last I feel year. like her, her career was a little... To be determined. Oh, wait, Alicia Keys. <laughs> Alicia Keys actually like, won in 2002. Oh, okay. So, Alicia. Okay, so, so you Alicia go. You got a couple. Alicia. We're in five. Hey, there we so go. So they're holding it up. So four out of... You know what? Four out of the last, what, 60? It's not bad, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think that... I was surprised that Taylor T. Swift... Like not getting as many. Like what, I, I was what happened? I, I don't know. She was like the darling of like everything, yeah. and then all of a sudden, I don't know. I, and we we were saying we were talking right before the show about yeah. Lady Gaga, yes. you know, making the sort of like campaign rounds. Yes, I mean it was the same with with T Swift. Yeah, she did everything. She performed on the show. She was there for them. She you know yes. Like, and then what happened? Like this year, they were like, "You're not deserving." Like why? But that's it, though. Music industry, unless it's just more less co, um, they don't actually do this whole like they do it, but they're not like they don't do for your consideration per no, se. I think they're not allowed to. They're not allowed yeah. to do that. Yeah. So, what do you think that that'd be a good idea for the music, or is it just more like? I th- think I think it's more about like I, I think artists that do a lot of Grammy or Recording Academy events, you just assume, you know, would be shoe ins for these major awards and, and yeah. for some reason Taylor did not make and a maybe this everyone year. else thought oh they'll all they're all gonna vote for Taylor so I'm gonna go with someone else and maybe. then she just fell through the cracks you know everyone, everyone assumes she's gonna get it so then they don't vote for her and then it's like oh, oh I love nothing her now. so I, I just love her I was just listening to delicate on the way here getting a good sweet okay. and she's in London so she won't be yeah. at the show and Maroon 5 aren't going to the show so <laughs> oh, he always he ranks on the Grammys every yeah, year yeah he did in, yeah. in our interview yes. he was basically like fuck the Grammys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. pretty much okay I want to thank both of you for being here and chatting with us I'm going to race home to get these up so we can capitalize on the Super Bowl always so fun to be here Thank you. Thanks, Thank Joseph. you, thank you, thank you. Alina, can you please tell our viewers where they can find us? Absolutely. You guys can find us on the After Buzz YouTube page and subscribe to MTHP on Apple Podcasts. Uh, rate us, give us those likes and reviews. Plus, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Meet the Hollywood Press and on Twitter at Meet the HWD Press. Thank you for watching, and we'll catch you next Sunday. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 